Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. episode of the coach steve show podcast today i have a guest with me finally gonna get guests back i have coach ambrose he is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at franklin high school in wisconsin coach thank you for being here we talked for about 15 20 minutes of our time already but thanks for being here on the podcast yeah thank you i appreciate you having me that always happens it's gonna be a long time coming i guess i know you, you reached out to me i think before this season and then it was just things got crazy and we never hooked up and now <laughs> finally we're here we are yeah because i never know exactly when people's football seasons go because illinois is different from everybody else like in the summer we can have 20 it got cut down to 20 days this summer we can be around the kids for 20 days not counting weightlifting weightlifting doesn't count so and then i know some states are they don't see them for a month and so when i reach out to people i don't know what their football thing is I'm that ignorant person. like, oh, everybody's the same, unless you're Texas. It's all the same. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we only get five five days in the summer with our guys to actually have practice. Um, and we, we start, like our official season starts a week before you guys, too, down there. So we're, we started, I think, August 3rd was our first official day. But we can have those five days spread out however we want in the summer. We typically do all five, just uh, the week. So we have a dead week, the week prior to the season starting we typically do all five the week right before that. So kind of like a little mini camp. Everybody gets a week off and then we come back and we, then we're full go the rest of the way. So well, that kind of stinks. Only five days of like actual football. Now can you do the weight room all summer? Does that count? Yeah, we can do an unlimited weight room. Yeah. Okay. We usually do four days a week in that. Um, 
And then uh, our, our guys do, we do a few like seven on seven passing leagues that we're in. I think we were in two or three of them this past summer. Um, so that's typically, I think, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And then we did a, like a tournament too as well. So, so we get that stuff in. Um, those, you know, we're not technically supposed to coach in the, in the seven on sevens. Um, we can be there. You know, we don't like, we, you know, we don't call the plays or whatnot, but obviously like if we see something glaring, you know, that happens, we'll, you know, pull a kid aside and be like, Hey, you know, maybe do this next time. Uh, but they call their own plays and stuff. I usually just bring a the binder of like our, all of our diagrams and here you go, guys. We were lucky this year. Our, our QB uh, is going, is committed to Wisconsin. He's actually signing tomorrow. Um, so he, he in the summer, because obviously we know how good he is. So he, he basically would just be the oh, coordinator for our seven on seven team. I just said, here you go, Miles, have at it, man. And then uh, let all our young guys get the reps. So that worked out pretty well. Well, like, you know, Illinois, if you do a seven on seven, that comes out of your contact day, that 20 days. Even if you don't do nothing, it still counts. So I, okay, I hate, yeah, that's, that's wild. Yeah. So you don't see a lot of. You can do like Lyman camps and stuff. Those sort of don't count because I know uh, there's a school here. They call it Battle of the Big Butts. They they fight all these mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Um, but yeah, seven on sevens, it counts. So like if you get 20 days and you say we're going to go to three seven on sevens, well, there's three days. You only got 17. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I think we, we could choose to use them if we like if we wanted to go coach coach those. But I think for us, beings, we only get five days. We we just we feel like we get better use out of having actual practices with everybody rather than spending a day on just a seven on seven where you know you don't get any time with your linemen then or any of the big guys, which you know, or the run game. So we, we we prefer to save it and just go full bore practice for five days instead. So yeah, and I've been a part of all over where people use them all of June. They go a week, wait a little bit, another week, and then another week. And then one school I was at, they used all – they used like five days in June and the rest all in July. So it was like a week of practice, week of practice, week of practice, week and a half off, and you come right back. Yeah, but I liked it because they could just roll right into it. They were like, we already know what's going on. You know, if you got mm-hmm. an upperclassman in there that are pretty good, they, they just roll with it. So – but yeah, when I asked you, I just assume everybody has the same same schedule, and then, and then I did it when I, we got done. I messaged people, and I was like, as soon as I sent the messages, Steve, you idiot, they still might be playing because now everybody gets done in Illinois in October. They go into November, or, you know, they they're not going to do that unless because in Illinois, if you make the playoffs, you know, you, you can go on for another four weeks. But some schools they only play seven games or eight games. So I'm ignorant when it comes to that. I'm like, ah, that's fine. I'm done. So everybody's done. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were like, we went, I mean, we won the state championship this year. So, um, you know, we went late. So we, we played 14 all the way. Our, our, like I said, we're a week ahead. So our, our championship game was November 19th. So we've, uh, we went all the way from August 3rd till then. So. Well, congratulations on the state title. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a long haul, but it was a fun year. We had, we had a really good group of kids, um, a very talented group. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Miles is going to, to Wisconsin. We probably have, oh, man, six or seven other pretty pretty big-time college kids, too. Right, we had a linebacker today commit to North Dakota. Our left tackle is going to sign with Syracuse tomorrow. We've got, I think, four other guys with D1 – with. FBS power five offers too. So we got, we got some dudes on our team that helps. 
So I was gonna say it must be nice to have some division one like all right, I'll just draw this play up. They can do that. That's fine. I really understand it. Um, yeah, yeah. My job was pretty easy this year for the most part. It was honestly, uh, you know, our game plan meetings, it was typically, you know, we'd, we'd have to kind of pull back the reins on ourselves sometimes because it's like, you know, we, we have such a talented group that we really could have, you know, we, we probably could have installed just about whatever we wanted and been fairly successful with it. So it was a lot of times – Hey, we got, you know, we have all these things that we like, but let's just pick out the, you know, five or six things that we really like. And we're going to go with that rather than, you know, all right, let's put in all 12 new things that we came up with. So yeah, good year, a lot of fun. So it's, it's my first time. Uh, I had never even, I'd never played in a state championship. I'd never coached in it. So this was my first time we came out and went out there, played pretty well and, and uh, won it. So it was very cool, very cool experience. Yeah, well, two things real quick. One, I'm going to have to root against your quarterbacks. I'm an Illinois fan, unfortunately. So whenever they play Wisconsin, I'm going to have to root for Illinois. And, and Wisconsin will probably win. That's no doubt. But And then I helped out Dino Babers at EIU because I went there for spring ball when he was the head coach. So he's a good dude. So that's regardless of what people say, good dude, he'll figure it out. So that's good. You know, yep. I, I've worked around Dino Babers for two spring ball seasons. And Jimmy G was there, got to see how that works, and he's a good dude. So nice. that's a good, yeah, good place. To yeah, go. we actually have we have a, a receiver with an offer from Illinois, um, and we have we have a few guys that have PWOs from from Illinois as well. So we and we had uh, a tight end. Our tight end from last year is there right now too. They I think he switched. Uh, he's now playing outside linebacker though. Marco Reykjavik. He's mm-hmm. he's a great, really good player for us. Uh, so he's been there. He doesn't travel with uh, uh to a, to road games so he's played he's gotten some special teams reps at on at some home games so we got some illinois connections too and i know our our o-line coach is is very very close with bart miller the o-line coach at illinois because uh bart actually recruited uh our o-line coach's son when he went to college and ended up uh getting him to uh, florida atlantic uh, before he moved on out to wyoming so so we know him really well we have good relationship with those guys they're actually just up um, not last week, the week before they came up, spent a bunch of time with, uh, four of our guys. So, so we know them well too. So good, good staff. So. Yeah. They, they don't stop working. Uh, no. <laughs> like when Bioma got the job, you know, he immediately called our high school president representative. And then our head coach gets a phone call like every twice a month from a coach there. Like we all do, like they are just nonstop recruiting because <clears throat> lovey smith never showed his face in a high school up here ever yeah that's Once. crazy yeah 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 Bielema, I, I know he he always did a really good job in wisconsin recruiting and i know he they i think under lovey they, you know they really didn't come up here very much and i know they're really kind of sticking their tentacles back up into the state up here to grab a few guys i know we had they, they've got a couple i think old line commits from up here and then, like I said, they have they offered our our one receiver, our line a linebacker, a lineman. I'm not, I'm trying to remember if they offered Miles or not. I don't remember if they if they ever offered him or not. But I know they were in on him. They did like him. I don't know. If, maybe he might have committed before they offered because as soon as he got the Wisconsin offer, he committed right away. So he probably did. He's offering quarterbacks left and right. They need a quarterback, something bad. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something bad. They they need a quarterback. Um, but one thing I'm interested real quick, um, well, not real quick, but so what kind of, I, I'm always curious what kind of offense, because I'm an offensive guy. I've been an offensive guy my whole life. 
So, like, what what is your offensive identity that you guys do up there? Like, I know different. every state's different. You know, back where I'm from, it's under center wing T stuff. Then I go up to the suburbs. Everybody's spread. Everybody's doing RPO just because it's bigger schools. Um, so, like, what kind of offense do you guys run? Do you see that offense all over the place? Are you just unique in where you're located? Uh, well, we, so we actually led the state of Wisconsin in passing this year. Um, so we throw the ball quite a bit. Um, I think we had, I think we were just shy of 4,000 yards passing. Um, we, we are primarily, I, I would say, I, I don't want to say like t- really pro style spread, um, but we're, we're, we have a, a lot of elements of that, but we definitely still run a lot of the spread stuff. So like if, if I was to say, you know, like what teams could you look at and see where we've stolen a lot of stuff from, like, like the 2019 LSU team, um, we, we, I really liked a lot of the things that they did and that's, they, they really got me into the compressed formation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten really big into those kind of sets, uh, you know, like three by one type bunch, you know, the tight end in there, uh, the two by two stuff. Um, and, but they were exclusively out of gun. Um, and, and we took kind of that, that same idea. And then I, I really studied the Rams and the Packers. Um, with what they do with the, the, the especially the wide zone stuff we're primarily I mean, and we were exclusively zone blocking and we don't run any gap scheme at all we don't run power or counter our our gap scheme is iso and wham um mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of which are just for us tags off of our inside zone scheme um we do run uh some of the stuff i we we stole a few things from coastal carolina some of their like center down play you know pull the center almost looks like split zone where you pull the center back um, we use that as like a counter. We like that. We we used it quite a bit in the playoffs and ended up being a really good play for us down the stretch. And we we incorporated some RPO stuff off of that as well. Um, passing game, we, we've we become, you know, pretty heavy play action. You know, we went in the, the tight compressed sets going under center. And then, the you know, the vacant wide zone stuff, we, we've got a lot of mileage out of that this year. That's been really, really good for us. Um, you know, we don't – we throw – uh, you know, our regular drop back game is you know, probably nothing crazy. We, we're a really big three level team, run a lot of different flood concepts, you know, like what you'd say, like a sail concept, you know, kind of a field flood. We run like a boundary flood. Um, we run like a lot of cross, high cross stuff, wide cross, that kind of thing. Um, but we're really big at, uh, three verticals. That's really kind of our go to play. Um, so if you've ever, if you've listened to any of my, the the ones on like uh, when I was on Run the Power we had we talked about it on there um, we we run kind of a hybrid of a play that I stole from LSU which I'm sure if you guys watched them in 2019 you saw the play they you know I, I think uh, Joe Brady brought it from the Saints they they just call it doubles so it's you know you're gonna get two basically streak reads on the outside. And then they, you're going to get a middle read. Um, they ran it more of a all three just running straight vertical. We we adjusted it to more of um, where that the guy running the middle read really attacks right down the middle of the field. And against so against a too high look, you know you're going to get you know really just three guys running vertical. And then we always have guys in each flat, so it's always three vertical, two flat. Um, if we ever see one high, we give that middle read guy the option to bend it off, and it essentially turns into Y cross. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a hybrid play. Uh, that's been really, really good for us. Uh, we've really been able to dress that up a lot of different ways, and we get a ton of mileage out of that. Um, you know, we've had, uh, I think every game, we probably would have two or three variations of it in there that we liked, and we just get a ton of, ton of mileage out of that. So that's kind of where we are now. Um, really big screen team, too. We're on a lot of screens. They, I... So I've been at Franklin for three years. Um, 
prior to that, I, I coached actually at a different school in the same league. So I, I went against these guys for, for several years, and they always just killed everybody with screens. So when I got there, I said, yeah, I, I really want to keep all the screens because they, they were really good at them. Um, we, we've dressed them up and done some different things with them. Um, some of the best ones that we have now are, you know, like the under center, let's fake outside zone, start rolling, and then throw back. Um, you know, we throw back to the running back, we'll throw back to the tight end. We have, a, you know, a tunnel screen coming back inside off of that. So those have been really, really good for us. Um, and they're really this year, especially with how much we were throwing the ball, uh, we had a lot of success with those. So, yeah, I mean, we uh, we're, we're probably you know this year, especially with Miles, I'd say I don't know the exact uh, off the top of my head the exact breakdown, but we, we probably were. I would say we we're maybe I don't want to say sixty forty pass, maybe fifty five forty five, um, but we ended up being relatively balanced. I would say you know we we had. We were just shy of 4,000 yards passing. We did still have over 2,000 yards rushing. Um, I think we had – we were over 40 touchdowns in each. We had over 40 passing touchdowns and over 40 rushing touchdowns on the season. So we, we were relatively balanced. Um, you know, it, fortunately, we had a lot of talent on our team, which helped too. You know, we had three we had three really good receivers. We had two really good running backs. Obviously, our quarterback is very good. So that that helps. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the three, like I said, that 2019 LSU team – what what Sean McVay has been doing in LA and then what the Packers have been doing since Matt LaFleur got there are really the biggest influences um, of, of where we're at right now. Well, we know the Packers stuff works. They just beat my bears again. So we always know it works. It doesn't matter what, what happens there. Um, what was I going to ask? Uh, I liked how you said zone. I'm a big zone guy. I love zone, love zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought that with me, became the run game coordinator here. I brought that with me. Like, we're gonna. I want to run zone. They wanted to be gap, and I kind of convinced them to do both. You know, like we're gonna do ISO or inside zone. We can do ISO, um, but I had to like teach them like for ISO. Like you guys do like a wing and insert like the old school way. Some people say I'm wing T and call me. It's belly to them. So when I describe it to be like, oh yeah, it's belly. I take that mm-hmm. as an insult. I'm like, I'm not a wing T person. I'm a spread T. Don't call it belly. It's just inserting the tight end or the running back. It's all good. Downhill run play. Yeah. And then we uh, – did you guys do any, like, zone insert stuff off of that? <clears throat> we brought that in. Yeah, too. so, we, yeah, I mean, we, we, we essentially use that, like, ISO basis, okay. how we would do that. So, yeah, kind of the same thing. So, really what we – the way that – like, how we would call it, right? So, we, we have just our base zone, right, you know, which, you know, for us is a full zone where we're leaving the backside defensive end. And then we have a series of tags that – you know, we can either tell a, a, an H-back or a wing or a tight end how we're going to block that guy. Um, and then we have a separate call that tells our, our linemen now, okay, well, we're going to lock the backside, and that's our you know insert call, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, then we also then have a series of tag words that we use to insert a, a wing or a fullback. We, we actually, you know, we, we line up in the eye sometimes to still now, you know, so that's, I think it, it became pretty good for us because I think most teams that we play have never seen it. <laughs> um, so it's almost a now the new novelty thing is what we you know what we used to do way back in the day. Um, so we do a lot of that. Our, our wham scheme has been really really good for us. Um, you know we we really like to actually wham like a zero nose. That's been the best best way that we've done that. And then uh, like I said, the center the the center down stuff at Coastal Carolina. That's been really good for us too. So though yeah. The insert stuff is we like that a lot, especially when we get into our heavier personnel packages, for sure. I was gonna say uh, offenses are doing a full circle 
like all the stuff that we all grew up with, whether it was triple option, under center stuff, we got away from it, and then now you're seeing teams bring it back because defenses now have to readjust. Like, okay, we just, they just got used to, okay, they're in 11 personnel, they're in 10 personnel, they're in 12. And all of a sudden they're in 22, they're in 23. And what are they doing? Oh, they're running bucks, buck sweeps coming back. How do we defend that? And, you know, mm-hmm. we cheat and do pin and pull. And I teach it like, I teach pin and pull like buck sweep when the guards are pulling. I'm like, we're down, down, kicking out, we're going. So old school stuff's coming back. Um, I'm curious on the wham because I want I want to really look more into that. So I try to tell I I have to sell it. I have to sell it to the coaching staff like this is what it is. It's, I told them it's kind of like trap. You're kind of like trapping a guy with a running back Basically. or a wing or a motion guy, and everybody else is just yep, going exactly. to play the backers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's been yeah really good play for us. So we typically would we we are we had a few different ways that we ran it this year. So we. Uh, one, you know, just out of a basic, you know, uh, why off formation, right? So we, we would have, uh, you know, we would always call, typically, we, we would call the scheme towards the tight end because um, that way our center could slip, could slip the nose, uh, and then our tight end would come back and wham that nose tackle. And, and we would obviously game plan it. Like, we we starting to see uh, almost exclusively odd fronts nowadays. Like, we, it's a rare rarity for us to see an even front now. Um, and, and we still see some of those teams, you know, like they're, we line up in an odd front, but they're still going to slant and become an even front, you know, at, at post snap. So we, we, you'd have to toy around with, you know, on the game plan, which way do we want to, you know, go at them. Um, but we liked it out of that set a lot. The other way that we had a lot of success was lining up in like a, a tight end wing set um, with twins away and going under center and doing it like that. That was a good play for us. We actually, um, our, our rival Oak Creek, uh, I think we played them week seven. That's really kind of how we sealed the game was with with that play at the end. It ended up busting for like a 50-yard touchdown. So um, that, that's been really good. Uh, we ran it from a compressed double wing set that was really good. We ran an RPO off of it that was pretty dirty. Um, it, so we'd have, you know, the one wing, uh, like let's say we're running it with the, you know, we're the back is in gun right to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we would run, you know, coming across towards the left. So we'd have the, the wing on the left would come and wham the nose. And then we ran basically like you see the Packers run that kind of arrow screen mm-hmm. um, to the other tight end. And that, that was a really dirty play for us that we had a lot of success with that one throughout the season too. So it, it's a really, a really good scheme. You know, something that I, I didn't run until I got here and our own line coach, really sold it to me, something that he really liked, and, and we we threw it in. It's been very good for us. Yeah, I wanted to look into that. I mean, I know it's not a hard play to do, but you're right. You have to scheme it up the right way. That's why, like, ISO, we did ISO in the spring. But, again, we talked about this beforehand. Like, in Illinois, depending on what district you were in, we didn't see the football kids. We saw them for two weeks in October. Didn't see them again until February. Like, we never saw them besides Zoom. So we had mm-hmm. two weeks to install. Yeah. New head coach. New offense, new defense, new jerk of an O-line coach and run game coordinator coming in to, like, change it. I had two weeks to prepare, so, like, some of that stuff I couldn't dabble in. And then I wanted to do it again this year, but we wanted to make sure, like we talked earlier, be good at a couple things we had to pick. And I thought this is a – and the reason why I wanted to do it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we did a lot of ISO. We were a big ISO team in the spring, and we were big inside zone ISO again. But then they started to read the the, the wing – a lot. You could tell mm-hmm. that that's who they were reading. So that's where we did the zone insert where if he's here 
and we're zoning away. Let's see how they read that. And then can we just pop them on a vertical eventually? Like, are they going to, you know, do whatever? Um, And that's why I wanted to do the wham to even really see how they were reading it. And could we do something off of it? You know, I want to see if I was correct in thinking that way of like, let's see how the linebackers move. Are they looking at this tight end or look at this running back? Does does it all fit together? And so that's why I'm going to do more into that. And I got to do more wide zone. I Mm -hmm. want to get into wide zone so bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had, we, we kind of saw something similar to to what you're saying. We, we started seeing a lot of teams run, um, they'll start in a two shell, too high shell. And then they're running, um, I know like Don Brown, I know calls it city coverage. Um, and then like Dave Randa called it, I think he called it key, um, where it, basically what they're doing is the safety to the side of where your tight end ends up mm-hmm. is the one that's going to come down and the other one will roll to the post. So we started seeing, especially, so the tight end that we had last year, the one that's now at Illinois, um, you know, he, he was our best dude. I mean, he's a stud. He's 6'5", 230, and he could run, right? So he was a guy that we were trying to get the ball to. So a lot of, and, and we would do a lot of stuff, you know, where we, you know, fake zone or fake outside zone and sneak him underneath, right, and then slip him out the back door. I think teams started getting, you know, they, they're seeing that, and they're say they're having a hard time matching up with that because, you know, we could get, you know, get him outnumbered or, you know, however – and so we started seeing that coverage a lot where they'd roll the safety to wherever our tight end ended up going and, and kind of the same thing that you're saying, you know, what we, a big thing then that we started doing was running play action off of that with pulling him underneath um, and then hitting something back to replace the other safety. So that was, a, that was another big thing that we really liked off of it. But yeah, that that's a, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Cause when, when we would run ISO, then, you know, let's say we kept him that the tight end or wing on the same side, we'd insert him and then you'd have the, the safety would automatically to his side would just come flying in and become that extra fitter. Mm-hmm. And they had, they'd have us outnumbered at the point of attack. Right. So they, they had a, a, basically an unblocked guy that we couldn't get to. Um, and, and so that was kind of another, you know, like you were saying, a good answer to that was, you know, to do a lot of the stuff where he was coming across. Cause I previously was always a big ISO guy. And never ran wham like i mentioned so mm-hmm. you know when i think our, our line coach brought that in and when i started seeing you know seeing that that ended up being a really really good move for us putting that in yeah because in the spring we sometimes would run iso so if it, we called it wing right you know obviously you have the wing on the right side we could call iso left and he'd come all the way across and insert there mm-hmm. and that's where i kind of was starting to think of the wham let's see how the linebackers are moving if he's moving across how are they moving like you said can we hit somebody else but like you said, we're, we I think we saw one even front team, like an actual like four two five team. Everybody's going to the three five, or, or you know the Iowa things coming big, you know. Oh, the Iowa State stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's huge. And as an old line coach, I love seeing the three linemen until we get the four eyes, and I start to get mad because I got to deal with the four eyes, especially on ISO. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you deal with like a four eye? I would fold block it sometimes, kick the guard out, and wrap the tackle. That was mm-hmm. a pain for me to deal with four eyes because teams would do that. Oh, they're an ISO team, four eyes, four techniques mm-hmm. even. They just sometimes go full <laughs> four and yep. just bring those linebackers down there like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we liked uh, – we don't see – I thought going into this year, right, like I, I actually studied that Iowa State defense pretty extensively and, and met with several like high school coaches from around the country, you know, like a Ty Gower, Adam Gaylor, those guys mm-hmm. who run it trying to learn, you know, like, okay, what are we going to see? What can we do that's going to be, you know, tough against this? And the thing that we kept coming back to was 
okay, well, if, if you go, you know, into like some tight compressed sets, like it's hard to stay in that because then, you know, you can really outnumber them at the point of attack, especially with how much outside zone that we run. Um, so we ended up actually seeing it only one time all year. Our, our first conference game, the team came out in it. And the first, my, my response to it immediately was we, we have a, a, like a heavy package where we, we bring in a six lineman. And I said, okay, play three safety. We'll bring another lineman in. And then that was that was the last time we saw it all year. I think teams were too afraid of, you know, us going into that kind of stuff and we never ended up seeing it. So. Yeah. We, we, we saw a ton of three, four, three, five all freaking year. And, but they'd always bring a linebacker down. You know how it is. They have the three down lineman. Then they walk that guy up. I'm like, okay, now you're back in your four. They play games. Everybody's doing it. Um, except for us, we were a four, two, five. So we practiced it all year. Mm-hmm. And people are doing it because a zero technique messes people up. You know, like I said, four eyes. Like, in the spring, we ran ISO. Like, we had a drive that lasted for like 10 minutes one time. We ran ISO, I don't know, 10 times in a row. Then they came out in the bare front. They said, let's see what you got. So we tried to do something else. But teams start to yeah. do that all over the place. Um, yeah, we like, too, another play that's been good for us out of that is just running um, – just like basic split zone when we see the tight front. But what we do then is we would arc our tackle around and have yep. the tight end wham, like basically like running wham, right? Just it's more of a split zone because it's not the nose. And he would come in and just kick a hit the four eye. That's been a good play. And we, we actually hit a bunch. Uh, we got some good wind back on that a few times because we got, you know, get a really good push down with the, the place I guard in the center on the nose. And then if you, that guy, if you can hit that win, that window in there and you're, t- that backside tackle can get around and get that linebacker hooked. We we had some big runs off of that. Uh, that that's a good one. Uh, and when I was at another school, we were big inside zone. We would do it where Ohio State runs it a lot. It's power read without the puller. You know, York release the tackle. Yep. Everybody blocks inside zone mm-hmm. the opposite, and he reads. Yep. And then you have a guy unblocked. Well, then flip the running back, motion a guy, and there's your you know you're getting the eye candy going. And so it's mm-hmm. power read without the puller because everybody runs power read. So at the school I was at, we were like, how do we do this without power read? Everybody else does it. We're not a power team. Mm-hmm. We're a zone team, but we wrinkle it. This was the only way. Great play. It was great RPO play. If you get their eyes looking that way, throw it right back the other way. It's great RPO. Yep. Yeah, State we, we started – yeah, speaking of yeah, Ohio State, we stole – and them in Oregon that I stole from was kind of that uh, – like the unbalanced quad stuff, you know, where you got two – you cover a receiver up on the same side. So we would go – you know, we'd be like three split receivers plus like an off the ball tight end all on the same side. And we'd still have the running back in the backfield. And we did that exact thing that you're taught, kind of like zone. I think mm-hmm. that they call it bash is kind yeah. of a common name for, it, you know, where it's like in basically inverted, you know, like maybe inverted fear or something, whatever you want to call it. We had that in and that was that, like you said, really good play. Um, and then we had a few things we were, we'd run some split zone off of that. Um, that yeah. Good, good set, um, and that was one of the things talking to some of those guys about the three safety defense that they said, you know, that it gives us trouble when you know you can get us outnumbered on one side of the field like that because that's about the only way you can do it against that defense. Um, so we did, but that was the reason we put it in. Like I, I came up with a package of that stuff over the summer, thinking that we were going to see a bunch of three safety, and then we just really never saw it. And we still would use it occasionally against. Um, you know, some of the three, especially the big three, four slant teams, we liked it against that because it pulled their outside linebacker right out of the play. Um, mm-hmm. So we could kind of get them outnumbered out there. But yeah, another good package. Yeah. 
I have to be careful. Sometimes I say bash and some don't know what that is. So I say power read without the polar. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm stupid simple, but yeah, you know, yeah, they run bash. Um, another good one was a coach told me, I don't know if you coach Arnett, he's an online coach in Texas. He -hmm. told me that if you start to get to the four eyes and you're running power, arc release the backside tackle, you run normal power, quarterback reads that. So it's normal power this way. And if that four eye slants in, he just keeps it, runs behind because they're coming inside. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a a good play, yeah. Because I'm all about four eyes because that's all I saw. You know, they, they want, yeah. I think these coaches knew who I were, were, were somehow know me and they were like, let's piss him off as much as we can. <laughs> so that way yeah. he gets this four eye linebacker thing going on. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's definitely the, the kind of the in vogue thing right now, for sure. It's growing more and more too. <laughs> um, here's a controversial question I do with zone people. So with your inside zone, are you double teaming or are you doing traditional, like stay on your track and go and if more you, like oh, I, I would go ahead finish up with oh you. no well then then to b- piss people off sometimes if you are double teaming is it inside zone or is it duo that's the big question <laughs> you knew it was coming yeah yeah um yeah i would say our our block yeah we're more duo style okay right so we're gonna double we're gonna go we're, we're gonna find the double teams and we stick to the double teams yeah we're not really a true full zone team um but I don't know that I would call it do. I mean, I, I don't know my understanding and I never, I purposely stay out of these arguments because I know the guys will say, well, you got to insert the running back a certain way and he's got to oh, read yes. a linebacker. And, you know, that's, we, we, we don't do, we do t- teach our running back to read line linebackers. Um, that to me is, is. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone has been really good for us. We made the change from, we used to be, let's read the first double team. Um, and, and that kind of created some issues with the linebackers. Now we just said, okay, we're going to read, read the backside linebacker typically, which I think is what duo does, <laughs> but technically I don't know if it's the play side because I think you have to insert the running back on the same side. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a wild, wild thing, but yeah, we are duo style blocking. So we're going to attack double teams. Yeah. I, the reason why I asked that is because, it was a couple of years ago. I didn't know. Like, I, I one day drew it up on Huddle, screenshotted it, put it up on Twitter, and I drew up our inside zone. It was double teaming, and I said, "All right, guys, in your world, is this inside zone or duo?" And it wasn't me being a jerk. I literally wanted coaches to respond to me and say, and hopefully, I was going to learn something out of it. Good lord, you want to start a fire? Because I was getting. Somebody said that I just drew it in like five seconds on huddle and they said, oh, you drew the running back wrong. Like you said, like because of the path you drew, it's this. Or 
well, because of this, inside zone is everybody steps to the right or left and goes. Uh, then they said, well, the angle you have this double team, it's a duo. And I, and I was like, what? And they said, it's all the double team <laughs> angles. Like inside zone, you're trying to get the double team the way they're going. Duo, they're going the other way. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It, that was probably the most comments I've ever gotten on a post. Ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I remember watching a clinic from uh, – it, it's from Steve Ensminger, who was the offense coordinator at LSU back in 19. Um, he did a clinic on – it was just an online one, I know. Uh, and he talked about their you know, their duo scheme, which is kind of some of the stuff that we stole – um, that we really like kind of that three by one tight bunch. And then, uh, you know, run like basically zone cutoff zone where a tight end just caps off the defensive end. And um, that, that's been a great play for us, especially like in the goal line area. But yeah, so you, you, I know when, when he talked about it, it was dual, but I know for us, it's just, uh, just running zone left with a tight end blocking the defensive end. So I don't, I don't know really what the difference is, but. Yeah. I don't know either. I've seen where that's exactly the same. Except maybe they're blocking the defensive end. You know, everything's the same but that. I've seen where it's like wham, where you have some guy blocking the end that's not a lineman and everybody's double teaming. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen it where it looks like ISO, but again, somebody else is blocking. Like, like, then the last time I ever looked at it, it was this football season. I saw a video where they said they're just aiming points. So like if you call duo right, they're trying to get to the left side linebacker and we'll take care of the right. And, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, so it's aiming points. That's the difference. Like, and yeah, I was wrong for being inside zone, double teaming, but we did it at a school. I was at, we tried traditional, yeah. didn't work. <clears throat> and we said, how do we move the line of scrimmage? And we said, what if we double team and we yep. get going that yeah. way? Yeah. That, that's how, that, that's kind of our thought process with zone is we, we're more so trying to get displacement up front the, the vertical displacement with the double teams. And then if we, you know, we want to get horizontal, that's when we go wide zone. So that, that's kind of where, where we've gotten. And, and we, I mean, you know, the thing for us too is we're really more of a, you know, pass set up the run type team. You know, that's just, that's kind of where we're at. So we, you know, if we're going to get a heavy box, like we're not going to beat our head against the wall. You know, we're not that kind of team. It's, you know, I, and, and for me, I'm, you know, I personally am a big pass, you know, passing guy. I, I study passing game and coverages a ton. So, you know, I just probably inherently, lean more towards calling fast plays, but you know, obviously we run the ball when we get the chance. So, Well, that's why I love talking to air raid coaches because um, <laughs> it was Coach Taylor over in North Carolina that he's air raid through and through how mummy mm-hmm. guy. And when I talked to him, he goes, yeah, we threw the ball for like four or 5,000 yards. But he goes, but Steve, we ran for two or 3,000 yards at the same time. And I'm like, so you can run the ball and throw it? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I'm not an idiot. If, yeah. if it's an empty box, we're going to run it. Like, is that how you approach it? Like, we're going to pass, and as soon as I see five men in the box, we're gone. Like, it's a run. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, we're good with a six-man box, too, uh, depending on – we, we're probably 11 personnel 85% of the time, I'd say. You know, we're very rarely – I mean, we, we'll line up, you know, in – we're kind of like the all-11 style, you know, like what you'd say, kind of – I know that was sort of an invoke term for a little while here. Um, stemming kind of from LSU and what they did is so we very rarely change the personnel on the field unless we're going into you know like a heavier package like our or we we do get into 21 from time to time um, but but yeah we we would spread him around a lot um, but yeah I mean we're primarily you know 
six man box, we're okay with that. If, uh, I, I preferred, you know, Miles our quarterback this for the past couple of years. I didn't want to run him a lot. So you know, if we were going to run zone into a six man box with only without a tight end, you know, that was pretty rare. But maybe, probably maybe ten times the whole season we did that. Um, but yeah, otherwise we're a lot of. Yeah, eleven personnel stuff, tight end. Whether he's a tag, you know, on the ball, off the ball, what, whatever. Um, but yeah, we're good with the six man box. But we're definitely a pass set up the run type type team. You know, we we the way that I script, like I script out our first four plays, and I'd say, I, I bet I would be surprised if there were more than a couple of games where there was more than one run in those four plays. Like it's probably more likely to get three passes in a screen than anything. <laughs> That's kind of where, where we were at. So, um. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Long John Silver's, throw pouring overboard with the fish and shrimp feast. Dipped in our signature batter and fried to golden perfection. Complete your feast with Wisconsin white cheddar cheese bites and ride a wave of melty goodness. Order ahead at LongJohnSilvers.com. Fish yeah. That's why I'm a big air raid guy. I don't know why. I, I've, I've tried to bring that over with me. Like, I like the reads of it. I, I think it's simple. The pro mm-hmm. south stuff you're talking about worries me with sometimes with quarterbacks because I'm an idiot if I was ever because I used to, <laughs> I was an OC at like 24 years old. I was really young. Yep. So being the idiot, you're trying to teach this quarterback all the coverages and everything else. Then I saw mm-hmm. the air raid, and that's why I just always do that. So the pro style stuff scares me. Pro style passing. Yep. scares me because <laughs> you have to teach them like where they're lined up instead of me being a basketball coach also like oh just find the open grass look at this guy's he open is this open see it coming forward um have you mm-hmm. ever like looked air raid and combined it with your stuff or like the, the, the yeah i mean the, like stuff? our yeah our, our most of our three level stuff i would say it is probably it, you know it's i mean like a sale concept you know our field flood concept basically just that's an air raid play right you know you're, you're gonna get three level we you know we're more of uh you know, we like to run the post from number one and then we vary how you know we're we probably do it 95 percent of the time from a three by one set and we vary the routes um you know as far as how we what the flat route is like our base way would be one on a post two on like either a quick five yard out or like a whip route and then three would run the sale route. Now we, we teach the sale route um, to make it look like our three verticals play. So we have him kind of attack the middle of the field. So you, you've probably seen this from t- like, I know the chiefs do something similar to this. And it's kind of where I got the idea from is you have like, they'd have Travis Kelsey really kind of attack, like he's running across the field, but then he whip it back out on that sale route. So it, it takes a little bit longer to develop, but the way that we, that we teach the read is really more of like, you know, like on that play would be, kind of a high-low, right, post mm-hmm. to either out or whip. So, like, you think about, like, eye movement, and this is a Dub Maddox thing, if you have his book, the, mm-hmm. I think it's Capology, the most recent one, um, kind of the the eye movement features of it. So, you know, you're looking kind of in, like, a tube, you know, coming vertical, and then the next two routes, where well, you got the sail route coming out 
at 15. And then our backside is running a dig coming across at 15. So it's, you know, up and down. And then immediately from, you know, let's say for, you know, trips right up post down to whip route. And then it's immediately across sail route right into dig route. So the routes, they mesh right into each other like that. So we try to, I, I try to do my best with that stuff and it doesn't always work out, but like what you're saying is like, yeah, pro style passing can be a pain in the butt to teach the kids. So we try to find ways like that to structure how we run the play to make it a little bit easier for them so that we don't necessarily have to always say, okay, well, it's this coverage. you got to do this. So that, that, that from, from what we do makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been good for us. But yeah, the, the air aid stuff I do think is good as far as like, you know, just pure progression. Like I don't care what coverage they're in. We definitely have some plays that are like that for sure. Um, you know, a lot of, like I said, our three level stuff is pretty similar to that. So those have been really good. Yeah. I think I should have PTSD for being a young coach and saying, here's your pass plays. We got to coach this. And it's your young coach. And you're like, all right, this is cover two, this is cover three, this is quarters, this is this. And you're teaching this 15 year old quarterback, unless he's a division one kid that just gets it. But when you've got a normal Joe kid like me and you're like, all right, this, 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 and this, when this happens and this happens and you're teaching them and you're like, this isn't, this isn't working. Obviously, teach them when it's too high. Maybe you look here first. When it's one high, look over here first. But so mm-hmm. it's PTSD. So that's why when I saw air raid, I was like, yeah. "This is my, this is my, uh, this is right up my alley." Um, yeah. Because like, because mm-hmm. talking to another coach, another play I liked, he showed it to me was they ran wide cross like air raid stuff. But if they're in two by two on the left side, I think it was either side. You ran smash on one side and the cross coming underneath. And put that safety mm-hmm. in the mind because he had to pick the corner or the say or the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Justin Clark. He's a run and shoot guy, so he combined the air raid and run and shoot stuff. And he goes, "Yeah, mm-hmm. smash and you cross right in the middle. Then you got a dig coming right behind it. So now you're putting more pressure uh, where that's coming from." And he goes, "That's he's combining them, and so that's why I like to look at different passing offenses and see how you combine them. Like how can you yep. combine them?" So- our, our three verticals is actually is structured very similar to that. You know, I mentioned like we, mm-hmm. we're going to have the three verticals somehow with two flat routes. So the way that we start the progression, right, is, you know, and I said, you know, it's kind of stolen from that LSU doubles concept. And, it, and it's basically meshed with like the Chip Kelly Y cross, mm-hmm. right? He called it like bubble Y, you know, the Mariota thing. I always think back to that the Gruden's QB camp in Mariota. They just called it bubble Y over. Um, so we're all, it's going to essentially be – like a smash concept on one side, you know, so we might be like our base way of doing it. If we're just out of doubles would be, you know, number one to the play side on a go two is the on a bubble. And then our backside number two is running that middle read route. And then the number one is running like a streak read. So he can either just run a go anywhere down to basically a dig, like you're mentioning. So it does kind of have some elements of like run and shoot into it because those, especially those two backside guys have the ability to essentially adjust from going straight vertical to running it like almost a double dig route. Right. So that, that's been a really, like you were saying, you know, you put a lot of stress on safeties with that, especially to the front side. You know, like if you're playing a palms to read team, you know, they're going to jump a bubble with the corner. The safety's got to get out over number one. Well, he just created a ton of space for that middle read to adjust his route to find space. Right. And then if the backside safety is going to, you know, try to stay over top of that. Okay. Well now you're, streak read on the backside from that number one can adjust into that space as long as he can beat the corner. So yeah, that's, that's been very, very similar to what you're saying. And it's been, that's, like I said, our, our best pass concept, and it's not close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, he showed me that. And again, I 
have my own personal playbooks, and I always try to sneak them in. Like, well, look at this one; it looks great, and you know, <laughs> and and I just like. I have to talk to him more. He's combined the run and shoot and air raid, and it looks like unbeatable. Of like, mm-hmm. but it's run and shoot scares me more than anything with the choice routes and all that. And he 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 told me how they did it to an extent because the run and shoot club you cannot get into unless you have the card. <laughs> right. Uh, and but I like that. And then <clears throat> you know he did they did things with shallow and how they could mm-hmm. really, really pressure the linebackers with the dig and a post right behind it and all that stuff. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's a level read of like here, here, back here, where you got something yep. else. Yeah, and something that's it, been good for us to, as far as like the language that we use with our receivers on those routes is we, we don't net teach it like, okay, if then. You know, we teach it, do this unless this happens. And that, that, just that that slight tweak in the language of how we teach that has made a huge difference from where our guys used to be to now, because it used to be, okay, well, if he does this, then you do this. Well, every kid kind of had his own interpretation of that. So he, they, we'd always be, you know, off by a little bit, but now that we've said, okay, well, if you're that middle read guy, you are running down the middle of the field, unless the safety, the, the the front side safety gets over the top of one and that backside safety is working to get over top of you. Like that's the only time that you you bend it off, or they're just post safety in the middle of the field. Those are the only really only unless times that we have with that route. So that that little tweak in language has helped us. Yeah, maybe something that guys can steal. Oh, I'll steal it. Uh, like I said, I've talked to a lot of coaches on this podcast over like a year and a half or so. Uh, Coach Timmerman, who's a big wide zone guy, he said that yep. to me with offensive linemen. I'm on this. He. He's like, if you say certain words in the brain, it sticks and means this. You're like, when you say drive off the foot, or do you mean push off the foot? Like just little tweaks of words makes them understand it better. And I said, so what you're telling me is I have to go back to school and get my psychology thing. So I understand. And he was like, no, 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 you're just a football coach. You you already know. You just know how the brain is going to tweak that. I know there's a book. uh, I think it's called Made to Stick. Uh, it might be. I think it's a book about like sales, but it, it, it dealt a lot with uh, language uh, and that kind of stuff. And I remember. I think that's where I got that from. I, some another coach. I can't remember who recommended that. I, I remember it was on Twitter one time. I saw and they 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 threw it out there and said, and I bought it on Amazon. And I, I, I'm pretty certain that's where I got that from. The this unless. So that that's a good one if you can get your hands on that book. I think and there might be a second one too if I remember correctly. So that, that was good. Add it to my book collection because I got to you, – you said the Capology <laughs> one. I have to get that one because yep. I have this R4 one somewhere. It's up there. Mm-hmm. And I got to yeah, watch Yeah, Capology is good. Yep. It, it's good because he's, he's got different uh, – you know, like what are the – I forget how exactly he worded it. But basically like, he, he, you know, he goes through specific routes and, okay, well, what what – what uh, or how can this route be in interception danger or something like that? You know, like what what are the different things defenses do to take away this one specific route? And then you know, kind of what are the most common things? And then you can you know tell your quarterbacks that stuff. So yeah, you had that in there. And then the eye movement stuff was really good too. I, I like that a lot. I've always been uh, really big on on that because I I know for me like I never played quarterback. Like I, I you know you know we talked about this before the wing T. Like I I played in high school for a wing T team, right? So we never we would go games and we never threw the ball. Uh Right. So when I was learning the passing game, it was always hard for me to like bounce around like, okay, well I got this route going this way, 
But then the number two route is running the other direction. Right. And that was always strange to me because I'd look at it and I'd say, well, I don't know what's out in front of that route. <laughs> right. Like right. Th- there's a guy. And I remember reading an article about Aaron Rodgers. This is a few years back about how he had this strategy. It was like, like inside, outside, inside. Like he always had this particular thing that he did with his eyes to alleviate that. And I'm thinking like, oh, that's cool. And then I tried it with my quarterback. I'm like, oh, shit, my quarterback's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, he can't do this, you know? So we had to, you know, we really work hard, like I said, to structure the routes now where, like, a lot of times, like, when quarterback's eyes are moving, like, back across the field, I I like to have the routes coming into their vision or at least the way that their eyes can scan. That way they're not trying to catch up to a route from behind. Because what what I found, like, kind of what you were saying, you know, you get PTSD from when I was at first a coordinator, my quarterback throwing just – what I thought were just terrible interceptions. Like, why, why, you know, how does this happen? And then you go back and look at it and it's like, well, shit, he probably didn't see the guy out in front of it because right. he was scanning behind it and, you know, he had no way to see it. So that that's for us something that I, I really try to do to try to ease that burden on the quarterbacks. Cause like you say, you know, and, and that can be a confidence killer for a kid too. Right. Like, so that, that that's worked well for us and something that I, you know, I really try to do with as much as I can. It doesn't work out all the time. Sometimes, you know, it's just based off what a defense is doing. It doesn't work, but. Right. Like, that's why like, I, I think it was right before COVID. Dub Max was at a suburb in Chicago up here, uh, Oak Brook for the Glazier Clinic. I think it might be right before yeah. COVID. Yeah, we go to that one almost every year, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Well, I got to get out of basketball first, and then I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we were there. I think that's where it was, and he was teaching the cap stuff, and it, in a book, it's a, you know you can read and learn about seeing it live, and like you're talking about the levels of like okay, this is already capped. He's not going to look like out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And he got he kept going over and he kept pointing at coaches like, how would you say this terminology? How do you say this terminology? And we were all like in unison like saying it. He goes, you already got it. You already know. <laughs> like right. he, he he got the room lived up, and we we're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> like nice. And we're, yeah. He was like, you guys are ready to write your own book, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah he uh, he has a lot of good stuff we don't we're not like a pure r4 team um but it, that, that I, I definitely like the influence of of what he has put out is big on me like i do try to have you know again you want like a rhythm route a read route a rush route but that again that doesn't work universally for us um we're more of the probably a lot more of the two rhythms makes a read and and that kind of stuff those those ones rather than the true one two three progression type thing so yeah that's i think that's what most teams are unless you're coaching with him or he comes yeah, and shows right. you uh yeah exactly um like uh coaches that do those camps they show up and they put their offense in if he came did that you probably understand it 100 percent. oh yeah but, totally yeah, yeah <laughs> reading the book i had to reread it during covid and i'm like yeah but mm-hmm. i need i need to see i'm a visual person so i'm like yeah i read it and i understand it but i have to see it um yep. like coach uh, kenny mm-hmm. simpson yeah, me too i'm the same way kenny simpson who does his you know gun tea you know and he travels mm-hmm. around and in- installs it he sent me like three of his books, and I can read it and understand it. You want to talk about a, an offense? You guys might do it. That's a crazy offense he's got going. Yeah, old school. I've seen some stuff. of it. Yeah, I, I have to send him a message. He's bringing me back towards that stuff. Like I'm liking Buck Sweep. <laughs> I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. But I want to send him a message. How can I do inside zone with it? Like how does that work? <laughs> he probably right. told me to shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
are you think I think you talked about this. Did you do like a throwback tight end screen? I think that's what you said earlier. That's the yeah. Thing. So we yeah we, we had a couple different ways that we did that off of um, out of play action. So we would do uh, and it's primarily from under center when we did that. Not always. We we've done it in the past where we would go um, like a three like a a single with nub tight end trips away, and then we would actually like roll like a sprint out and then throw back to the tight end that way. That was the original way that we were doing it. And now we've gotten to, you know, like we'll go, okay, we're, we're two by two compressed under center. We'll fake outside, like let's say tight end left. We'll fake outside zone to the right. The quarterback will actually set up, boom, turn, throw the screen back to the tight end. But we got, you know, everything else is selling play action the other way, right? So we got our receivers running like, you know, corner and an out plus a deep cross going across the field. And they're just, the defense is probably thinking, okay, well, they're going to max protect here and throw play action. No, we're throwing a tight end screen. So we did that a couple different ways. Uh, we do some things with him motioning back across. Like we ran, uh, we, we would, we, it would be out of like a three by one set and we would fake and, you know, he'd come back like he's going to, you know, like split zone, like he's going to seal across or even sneak out the back back door and then we'd roll front side and then throw it back to him that way that one was a good one for us um yeah like like those a lot our, our tight end this year was only a sophomore so we didn't do it as much as we have in the past um but he, he you know he's gonna be around for two more years so i'd anticipate that being uh, a pretty regular staple for us going forward here yeah one i was gonna ask this real quick because i know i'm taking a lot of your time i'm i'll get faster um no no good all good <laughs> one thing i stole from uh brent dearman it was a couple of years ago. He came out with his RPO book, and this was when I was younger. I was a new offense coordinator, and he actually sent it to me for free, which is really cool. It was on Apple. I'll never forget. He said, told people to buy it. And I, I remember commenting, and I said, I will when I get paid. Like, when I get money, I'll get it. He goes, what's your email? And just sends it to me. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Nice. He always had where his H-back, his sniffer, they always block. They won't block the end, but they wrap around a block. He mm-hmm. sets up a go or the slip out, you know, yep. and I stole that. And that, that just opened it up of like, oh, they're always blocking. They're always blocking. And then we called a pop where he took off or mm-hmm. we would just say, you know, like release or unlock and it would just send him. And then we tried to get it to where like left guard or left tackle would go and then come back. Like you're talking about a kind of set a screen up. Um, yep. Do you have tags for that guy to always go block or to slip him out? Or is it just automatic? Like it's just built in. Uh, well, in the run game, it would be a tag. Um, in our passing game, it depends on the protection call. So we, we like we all of our protection calls are just colors, right? So we have different colors that indicate, you know, what what we're doing, like how many guys are in the protection, what way, uh, what direction it's going. Like for instance, just like our base protection is just black and brown. That's just our, our base six man pass pro. You know, so like black would indicate that okay the the play side is to the left you know that that's going to be the side where the uh, and it could vary where the back is going our line has the ability to change that brown would indicate it's to the right so we have different colors that would indicate that but in our play action what we do is we'll tag a color we'll say the color plus the run play that we're faking and then the color will tell the tight end which one to do like there's one that just tells him so we have three of them right we got one that tells him stay where you are two this is another one that tells it to send him back across and then three is you're just you're running a route so we have different ways of doing that so that that's how we indicate that to him and that's been a pretty good 
pretty good deal for us. We we originally started with only one and we had to tell him every time or he just had to know, you know, like, and it got to the point where, okay, well, we got like five different play action passes in this week and he's doing something different on all of them. And he, you know, his brain's going haywire trying to remember all this stuff. So right. we started just continually adding, you know, adding more colors, which good and bad, you know, I guess another thing for everybody to know, but I think it made it simpler for that guy, especially when he was kind of the key dude, whether we're trying to use his movement to like, you know, we talked about earlier to pull a safety down uh-huh. or we need him in protection on the backside is max protect. So that, that's been a good, a good thing for us. Yeah. Cause when I was OC, it was just automatic split zone all the time, but go block the end. So if the quarterback kept it, he could run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the past, I, I keep saying two years, but we had two football seasons in one year. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just absolutely crazy. So <laughs> back in the spring when we had snow on the ground, uh, it was just automatic. He was going out all the time. Mm-hmm. And then coming into this year, I said, what if we do it where he never touches the end, just wraps around like Brent Deerman always does. So if we do keep it, the reason why he's going to keep is because that end's coming down anyway. He's lead blocking yep. for the running back. And then we tag it. So like you said, but we only did a couple at that. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden we started tagging the insert and then we started doing that. But we built up to that. Um, yep. But I, I liked that because some teams it's just built in, but I liked how you could tag it. That's why I like the zone stuff. You could tag it. Um, yep. I like the pop game. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if they open it up, RPO it, just read the one guy and just throw it right over mm-hmm. the top. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've had good success with that, that the RPO game off of those things too, whether it be wham or, you know, split zone. That's typically for the most part, how we've done that, we, we've, we used ISO in the past, but again, I think with the way that, you know, we, we talked about some of the stuff the teams are doing with our, the tight end that, that became hazardous running ISO with it. So we did a lot more of the stuff where we kept him in the backfield, whether it was wham split zone. And then another good RPO was the, like I talked about before, like the center down pulling the center stuff. We'd like that a lot, um, especially where you'd run. You know, we, we had a good one. Uh, I think our fourth round playoff game where we would run, we'd pull the center into the boundary their odd front typically walked up the outside back on the boundary. We'd have a tight end to the field. Um, I know I take that back. Tight end would be in the boundary. So we would down block everybody down block the end. The center would pull kick the outside backer and we'd run it like a design cutback. And then we had the the receiver into the boundary run glance route and we'd read the boundary safety. <clears throat> so that ended up being a really good play. Um, so you'd get the, you know, if, if, you know, the safety, which what ended up happening was the safety would cover the glance route. Uh, it was the wind back on that trap. It was money for us. We had a couple of huge gains off of that. So a really good one for us. Yeah, I may steal that. Can yeah, I- <laughs> yeah. Coastal Coastal's got some good stuff. Uh, if you got the the guys that can do it for sure. Yeah, big fan of that. We we'll have linemen that look like them. We're going to be small, so maybe I can pull it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will. I will not have one senior lineman next year. Not okay. one. See, and we had six this year, so this was a good year for us. Six, six good ones too. <laughs> so that helped. <laughs> yeah, we had four starting and one sophomore. Yep. So we will not like we'll have four seniors total on the team total. Okay. At a school of wow. two thousand four. Yeah, that's it's, that's wild. Yeah, they are, we're kind of in the same boat. We have a small senior class coming back, really big sophomore. Uh, and, and uh, freshman classes come to each about 50 kids in each class. So we're looking forward to that. Those would be some good groups again, but we might have a, we might have a tough one this coming year. 
well, expectations will be high. You just won the state title. They're going to expect you to win yeah. again. Yeah, well, I, I we could. I think in two years we'll have a better shot once those sophomores are up there. But, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to win no state title. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but we had a rough year. Roughest year I've seen in 13 years. Roughest. Okay. I, I need my hands and my toes to count the injuries. Oh, okay. And I yeah. blame it on playing football from March <clears throat> till April and then doing it again. It was mm-hmm. collarbones. It was ankles. It was... Yeah. Yeah. See, we, we were lucky. I, and I, I know we played a couple of teams that, that played in the spring and they seem to kind of have the same issue, but we were, we were lucky. We, we ended up uh, avoiding the injury bug. We didn't lose. We did not lose a starter all year to injury, which is, you know, I guess that's you know one of the, the things that it's going to take to win a state title probably is, is stuff like that. Um, you know, the guys that we did have get injured for them, you know, were, backups or you know younger guys typically we had a couple of scout team guys get blown up in practice and get injured but uh really yeah we, we were lucky to avoid that and I, and what you're saying i think is true too the the teams that that played in the spring and then turned around and did it again right away yeah for sure i think so those are the teams you look across the field and you're like they got a lot of dudes out <laughs> it was it was usually those teams well like you as a quarterback coach are gonna roll over in your grave we we had so many injuries. We played five different qu- people at quarterback this year. That's just <laughs> it, it. Our first yeah. quarterback, second quarter of the game, first game, jaw broken. Kid came down with his head down. Uh, next quarterback, two games later, breaks collarbone. Later on, the other quarterback gets a concussion. So we have to get a wide receiver to play quarterback. They want to teach another oh. wide receiver to play quarterback and do a wildcat. It was just. We lose our tight end in the summer to rugby towards ACL. It was a 6'5", 240-pound tight end as a sophomore. We were oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. Lose him. Backup tight end, that's a good basketball player. Ankle sprain for three weeks. Like It was just nonstop of That's tough. Injuries. That's tough. And I, and I do blame it on no weightlifting in the offseason. Then you play a spring season. Then you come back in the mm-hmm. summer. Then you play again. Yep. And it was full mm-hmm. – like in Illinois, you get nine regular season games. In the spring, they said you get six. So we played mm-hmm. six. If you want a seventh, you schedule it on your own. But each sport overlapped. Like as a coach, yep. there was one day I did all three sports in one day. <laughs> Track in the morning, football in the afternoon, basketball at night. Like it was just boom, boom, boom. That's and wild. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were lucky. We didn't, we didn't have that issue. We, we had uh... – you, you could choose for us in 2020. You could play in the spring or you could play in the, you could stay in the fall or you could opt into the spring season. And I think, I think most teams still played in the fall. It was probably like, I, I don't know the exact number. I, I, I think from what I remember, it was somewhere around 70% still played mm-hmm. in the, in the fall, but yeah, they did still have some, like it was typically like a whole conference would decide, okay, we're going to bump to the spring. That, that's kind of how it went. Like we, we had a weird deal in our league. We had, um, so we have eight teams in our league. We had three, uh, one city in our league, uh, Racine, Wisconsin, their, their school district decided that they were going to opt to play in the spring, but all the rest of our league played in the fall. <laughs> so we had a weird, we only ended up playing five games because of that, which was, uh, yeah, a whole, that's a whole nother <laughs> hour long, talk right there about that whole thing <laughs> oh i i could create a political podcast after this COVID <clears throat> stuff mm-hmm. but i'll probably get canceled 
or something. <laughs> right. <But laughs> I could make a whole podcast book. I, we could all write a book after all this craziness. Um, to slowly wrap it up, because I've taken all your time, it's nighttime, you know. For us, it's finals week, so I'm just, it's fine. It's whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. We have finals after break, so oh, we're, we're weird like that. Friday at <laughs> 1.05 p.m., I'm on Christmas break. That's what we're looking oh, for. Oh, I wish. We got to go to Wednesday. Well, I wish, but we have to come back January 3rd if we, like. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> oh, well, stupid. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. It is stupid. <laughs> Where I coach basketball at, they'll go till next Wednesday, and then they don't come back. What the January eighth or ninth? Oh, I, I wish, man. Uh, I wish too. Yeah, like, no. um, do you ever get into it with people that say throwing the football is bad? Like, do you have you ever gotten involved in one of those arguments before? You know, it's always been the wing tee versus the the throwing of the ball. You seem like you're both. You're under center. You'll please people because yeah. you're under center, but you're also going to yeah, throw right. it. Like. Why do people think throwing the football is so bad? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know uh, a big thing here in Wisconsin, at least, and, and, and I hear this every year, is like, well, if you want to win in Wisconsin, you got to be able to run the ball because when it gets to the playoffs, it's going to be cold. You know, it's going to be snowing or raining or whatever, right? Um, and I think to a degree, yeah, that that's true. I don't know that up here you could get away with – being a team that just threw it 50 times a game because you're, you're inevitably, yeah, you're going to run into some bad weather. Like we did our, our second round playoff game. Uh, I mean, we, we averaged 50, 50 points a game this year, right? Our second round playoff game, we scored 10 because it was a monsoon outside. It was, it was like 38 degrees. It was 30 mile an hour winds and it was raining. It was literally raining sideways. It was miserable. The worst, the worst playing conditions I've ever seen. And yeah, we, we, we couldn't throw – and the wind was coming straight out of the north, so literally straight down the field. So if you were going north on the field, you're not throwing the ball, right? Uh, it didn't matter. We got a D1 quarterback. It didn't it, – it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Didn't really matter. <laughs> um, so I, I think to an extent I, I can understand that. And I know going into the state championship game, um, th- there's a guy that runs like it, it's there's a website in Wisconsin, kind of like the prep sports. I know you guys have uh I forget the guy's name in Illinois that you guys have. He's kind of that dude in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? And he runs like this website and he he put a thing out on Twitter that said, you know what I, I forget what it was. It was something about how like a majority of the time, the team that throws less in the state championship game wins. So saying, basically, if you're the team that throws the ball more, you're less likely to win. And I remember seeing that and thinking, like, well, like, what is that? I mean, if you're better at it, like, what, what does it matter? I mean, we ended up throwing it less, uh, and we won. So we, I guess we proved him right. However, it was more so because, you know, the end of the game, we really just iced it by pounding it right down their throat. You know, we, we our last drive of the game, we – I think we we had the ball for 10, 10 minutes in the fourth quarter of the state title game. We just just methodically went inside outside zone, just right down the field, just pounded them. So yeah, I mean, I I can understand it to an extent, but I 
I, I don't know. If that's what you're good at, I think you do what you're good at, right? Like, I, I've never bought into this thing like we have to run the ball. You know, we, we ran the ball because it, we had a really good O-line. We had two really good running backs. Like, if we didn't have our quarterback you know, who's going to Wisconsin, sure, we would have ran the ball a hell of a lot more. But it's just the way that it, that it works out. And, and fortunately for us, like our program, you know, we, have, we have a really good youth program. It goes all the way down to second grade. So kids are, you know, seven and eight years old running our stuff. Um, they're throwing the ball at that level. You know, so that's what we're good at. And, and that's really what, like our program, when it – so they won the title, state title back in 2006, right? And they were kind of the first team in the state of Wisconsin. Well, I shouldn't say the first. One of the first. But they really went all in on the spread because it was different back then, mm-hmm. right? And, and we've really stuck with that, you know, since then. I mean, we, we probably – now, I don't – I'd have to look and see. But I, I got to imagine we, we have to be probably a top – this century – probably at, at minimum in the top five as far as passing goes in the state. I mean, we, we, we throw it more than anybody else around where we are um, because par- partially I think it, it it's different, right? Like, And in the playoffs, like the way that our groupings work is they kind of group you into four four groups of eight, right? And, and it's typically based on your, your region of where you are. So like we're in the Milwaukee area. So we typically get grouped in the Southeast region. Well, this year, the Southeast region was pretty, pretty stacked, right? Like almost all the really top teams were in our area. So they actually sent us North because we were the number one seed, you know, top ranked the whole, the whole state or, or the whole season. We were number one. So they sent us North. And I think those teams up North had never, they hadn't, I don't, I don't, from what I can tell and what I, I, I don't like follow everybody but they, they had never seen a passing team like us. And I think they were some teams like we played our, our round three game, a team that's traditionally really good, but they were just in the state title game two years ago. And we blew them out. I mean, we were up 35 to nothing on them at one point because I think they just had never seen a team that could throw the ball like mm-hmm. we could. And that's what gives us our advantage. So I, I can understand to an extent, you know, what you're saying, like, you know, some guys will be like, oh, you got to run the ball. You got to do this. And, and there's advantages to it. Like for us, yeah, we used it a lot to set up the play action this year. Uh, and, and that was that was money for us. Uh, so I, I love that. But, yeah, I mean, to me, we're going to do what we're good at, and we're really good at throwing the ball. So, <laughs> yeah, do what you're good at. Um, I hope that game, the, the game that it rained sideways, you went to the box. Like, I'm going to go be in the box, guys. I, I'm, al- I'm always in the box, oh, actually. So it was perfect. Yeah, I was – Still soaking wet from being outside for the hour warm up, though. But <laughs> I'm I'm that guy. I'm on the sideline. Then as soon as it starts, I'm like, I'll be up in the box. I'm gonna go switch. <laughs> I'll be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just always thought it was funny. I love watching the debates. You don't see it as much on, on Twitter, so it's been very quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. It ramped up yeah. during the height of COVID, and then I think everybody yep. was over it, so you don't see it anymore. Yep. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. We're getting into the winter time. You're probably gonna see it again. Uh, probably yeah you'll get the yeah the, the past caters will come back out again and <laughs> mike leach is soft and all that stuff you're gonna see all that come out and all that yeah yeah i mean i, I can understand why you could say that about that that style of play sure like it works for them i mean if you can recruit the guys though, that, that's a little different at the college level to me but you know, oh. versus us we got to kind of deal with what we got so. yeah we don't we don't recruit um yeah well, Coach, I took a lot of your time, probably more than I intended to, but um, oh, no worries. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for rescheduling because I have to be a nerd on Thursday night. And <laughs> I got the ticket to see Spider-Man, so I have to go. 
Oh, I'll be there with my son at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> I did not stay up till midnight to buy it because I'm not, <laughs> believe it or not, I woke up the next morning. I was like, let me just look. And there was only like two tickets bought the theater down the street. And I was like, okay, bought it. I went back right. and looked this morning. It's sold out now. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> Eight o'clock Thursday night. I'll be up till like midnight. But yeah, I had to be a nice. nerd. So thanks for rescheduling. I, I yeah, like, no problem. I was like, wait a minute. What do I have Thursday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. And so I'm a big Bandit Cumberbatch fan, too. So I have to go watch that. For oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. My son's a huge Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for Halloween like three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, I heard it's a good movie. So hopefully you guys will go. I heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I'll try to get you, get you back on at some point. You know, I want to talk more quarterback stuff, but I want I like overall offense. But one day, maybe if we'll come back, we'll talk more quarterback. You can teach me some things on <laughs> for quarterback sure. play. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Go follow Coach Ambrose on Twitter. What's your Twitter, in case they don't know? Uh, I think it's uh, it's at, I think, at Drew Ambrose underscore. Let me see. Yeah, at Drew Ambrose and then one underscore right after it. Yep. All right, go follow him. If you live under a rock and you haven't followed him, go do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next time. to follow the instructions we were made to make our own to always measure twice and never cut corners unless of course we've got a compound miter saw northern tool and equipment is a problem solvers paradise there's nothing we can't find fix or figure out together we're made for this start solving your projects today at northerntool.com this holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 